Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is a very special episode because Dina and I have co-hosts today. We are here with Julian and his lovely boyfriend, Andrew. And we are so excited to have Julian back on the podcast. It was honestly one of our favorites and we are so excited to be joined by Andrew. And if you guys could just introduce yourselves to everyone and let them know a little bit about yourselves before we get started. So I'm back. I was here before. As you guys know, I work with Dina. We have a great time together. We do. Um, And definitely clearly into Real Housewives influenced in every way. So I'm excited to talk about Beverly Hills. I do wish that there was more to talk about this season. (laughs) But we'll see what we can make of the reunion and more than the reunion, the stuff that's been in the news and on Instagram. Oh, yeah. So much happening. There's so much to discuss. And Andrew, are you an avid fan as well? Are you as loyal to the housewives as our Julian? Uh, Definitely not as loyal to the housewives as Julian. He's way more versed in it than I am. I kind of... I'm a fan of the Housewives, like kind of on accident, but it's a little, it's a little more of like, you know, a, a an enjoyable experience at least from now on. <laughs> <laughs> How is it on accident? I'm curious to know. Did you did you trip and fall into Bravo? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, Julia. I never really watched the show whatsoever. I had no knowledge of anyone on the seasons whatsoever. And then Julian was watching it and pretty much just told me, "Hey, you're gonna like the show," and then it happened. Yeah. Oh, I like it. And I've, I've heard some of your thoughts on the side, and I really agree with a lot of what you say. I've not heard them <laughs> yet, but I, I'm excited to. <laughs> so should we get into the reunion part one? We're going to be dissecting one through three. Yeah, definitely. So what we thought was we'd break it down just super cleanly. We'll go through episode one, two, three, but don't be afraid to skip around as thoughts occur to you, but just sort of to give it some sort of structure. We'll ideally kind of follow the one, two, three. Okay, cool. Set up. Yes. <laughs> and if there's anything from like media stuff you guys want to point out, we can discuss in Well, I feel like we need to start with the fact that Teddy is gone and I'm like, ding dong, the witch is dead. I am so excited. It's been such a beautiful like week what in period, Matt. Yeah. I couldn't so have a better thing to kind of take the rainy days we've had this week and bring a little sunshine into it. Her video too was just so cringeworthy. It was. How did you both feel that? I really enjoyed, though, the fact that she was sort of like, I'm not going to be so cool and be like, we left on mutual, you know, feelings. You know, I was fired. (laughs) I did like that. But at the same time, it was like, she always has to be different. And she always has to be, I'm not like everyone else. So it was just more of that. And it was just, oh, Teddy, I'm glad she's gone. Like you said, a ray of sunshine in the week. Yeah, she did look like she was crying and she looked real rough, no makeup or anything. And I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed that. She looked upset. (laughs) I was going to say her words were kind of like positive, but she looked pissed off. She looked upset. But I imagine her business is also crashing around her. So she lost her side hustle and her possibly main hustle, which again, after hearing everything that Emily Gillis, Gillis, reported about it the blogger yeah it was so disturbing what she was doing the fact that she got away with it as long as she did and that kyle in the initial when all the twitter wars were happening with camille and everything about it she's still getting into twitter fights right now but kyle was being to stand for teddy but kyle i feel like will care more about holding her spot than she will about being loyal to Teddy. And I'd like to see Kyle turn and just how she said, like, Brandy never lies. I want to hear her be like, Teddy only lies. <laughs> uh, I mean, Kyle, she posted, like, the farewell to Teddy on her Instagram, kind of like, you know, okay, you're, you're gone now. Bye. Like, you were, you served me well. You served a purpose for a season or three. Bye. You served it. Yeah, I really don't feel like they're going to be a long-lasting friendship. Mm -mm. I feel like it was survival of the fittest. 
It was just she used her to take down Vanderpump and just like kind of used Teddy as a pawn and she served her purpose for Kyle and now she's out of the picture. But I'm loving this Kyle, Brandy, and Camille Twitter. Yes. War that has been happening. I loved it as well. All Brandy the- is pretty vile. Brandy is like being intense and how can she say all of that on Twitter? I don't know, but I have to say Camille has won to me every round. She has, and that she said Kyle's the one, which Alana and I said always. Like, with, remember how they were saying about the Bravo Bravo and Kyle joke that she like only did that to like do her makeup or something, but it wasn't well, Camille. Do her makeup. And Camille said, no, Kyle used to throw fits and storm off and say it. But I knew that wasn't true because anyone who's very versed in the social media of um, kind of all things housewives know that other housewives from other chains commented on it like yeah we all do it so right away you're like it's not some secret thing they do in Beverly Hills to touch up their makeup that it just randomly emerged from them like this is something that they were probably told in the contract like if you say this or you say this it will not be allowed to be filmed and blah 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 so then they were smart enough to take it and use it to but their I advantage. do think Kyle is one of the first to do it because everyone says it I think Kyle's been around forever so yeah like you know probably the first baby that was born was the first to cry it doesn't mean that you're like original for doing it yeah true i'm very passionate i'm not even you're not pro kyle I'm where not, are we on the rings i'm not a kyle stan well, oh, the rings so, so bizarre and i think that she's being so petty over you we were just watching about the rings with diane keaton's instagram story yeah i just think it's absurd i mean and I saw the girl post on her TikTok saying that it's her grandmother. Did you guys see that? Yes, no. but then Bravo. Wait, wait, I haven't, tell me like, okay, tell I me the whole up. story. Like I'm our audience who doesn't follow things as well as we do. Tell me everything. So, you know, obviously Kyle conveniently got robbed a month after Teddy's husband's company installed the security system in her home. She conveniently had taken a picture of all of her jewelry the night before in case she got burglarized. Like, she had pictures of all her jewelry drawers. How? And then when she got the notice on her phone that her closet was broken into, she ignored it and thought that it was fake, she says. And so it's just too good to be true in a way. And then for her to on Secrets Revealed say that she thought that it was her grandmother's ring and Diane Keaton's Instagram story from a psychic, it's just bizarre. It is bizarre. And then this girl from, I think it's Bravo. Hold on, let me get the right Instagram. Bravo Snark Side. I love that. So um, they were showing how when the girl posted it, she's saying it was like from her fifth grade graduation. There were pictures of her, but it wasn't. But it's from last year. Well, I cannot. And then they were saying like something about how um, they also found on other pages, like all these other pictures that kind of have the same sort of effect. So it could really be anyone. And they were um, like, oh, never um, best of Bravo said that they have like questions for the girl. Why didn't like she message Kyle directly? How did her grandmother have those years like um, nails for so many years ago? Like, why would she have had it? It's all no, I would share nails, true. Yeah, it's just weird. I love the drama, and I'm really hoping that when they start filming in October, they sort of bring it back and pretend like it was fresh for the camera. Well, they said who officially they think is coming back. Hmm. I saw. I saw. It's basically everyone. It's everyone except for Denise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did you guys see that Denise was getting paid a million dollars a season? Who? Who? was because she's an actress oh yeah because she gets whatever she gets paid for like she has a rate right isn't that it yeah so she was getting paid a million dollars a season to be on housewives that's insane well i heard she actually wanted to come back and they said no she wanted to come back and she wanted more money i think you're right and she wanted full control over production is what i read and they said no like wanted it to be like a show Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm 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 fine with her leaving. 
I, I would like I to see more of him. Thing, but, it's, but it's at this point still we need something fresh next year because or next season because this was pretty snoozy for a while. It was. The last two seasons have been so dull to me. I can't, like, sometimes I don't even want to watch it. I'm doing it for the good people that listen to our podcast because <laughs> it's so boring to me. And they have one plot line in the last two seasons. Find a person to pick on and go into the minutia of whatever they are doing and make something up and just bully it to death. I am so disinterested in these women. It's a deflection from whatever is going on in their life. And it is so not good TV. And I can't believe Bravo is allowing this to be produced. I agree. But from um, Andrew, because you're kind of new into it, when you were watching the reunion, like how did you feel about all three? Because we kind of seen a bunch of reunions. So yeah, we'll have different we're feels. Yeah. How did I feel about all three parts? Like, did well, you it's think definitely... it was a good? Forget the reunion. How do you feel about the season? That's true. Well, I mean, obviously, like the season was really kind of it really hinged on the drama around Denise, and they kind of like really over exaggerated it in order to kind of make it entertaining. So, like, if it wasn't for the little bit of drama with Denise, I mean, there really wouldn't have been a season at all. I agree with that. You had said things before to you about the bullying. Well, yeah, like it is, it's definitely, it's an unfair situation for someone to be in where they are literally attacking a person over something they did that's, you know, seen as wrong. I think that, I definitely feel that they really villainized Denise throughout the season. I agree. But I also felt like they totally ignored the actual to me, interesting plot line was the fact that Kyle was sort of systematically bullying Dorit and being, in my opinion, really condescending to Garcelle. Like that would have been an interesting season, dealing with why Kyle thinks or she's Lisa better than Or Lisa secret, like yeah. what is going on oh with my Lisa God, yeah. I want to know what's really going on with Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna, that whatever we're being presented is very far away from reality. Uh, very far away from reality, whatever's going on with them. It's strange. But I do, sm I'm so excited that she has a lipstick and lip liner and, lip yeah. and look like her and have big, pretty Rena lips. I want some. You, I want some. you have great lips already. Oh, they're so fake. I could just put more and they would be bigger <laughs> and bigger and Rena. That would make me smile. Well, Rena would approve. She yeah, really would. I might have to order it. I really might. Well, did you see what um, Lisa Renna posted about how, um, like, to her fans basically saying that Bravo is making the women fight and that as fans we should, like, request for them because to show the like, fun in love. Yeah. And, like, the glamour and the fun, etc. I mean, and I was like, hmm. The, the issue that I was told with Beverly Hills is that they're not really a group of friends. So that's what makes all. it so hard. First of all, Julian, I 1 million percent agree. And second of all, I have said that so many times. They are so controlled with each other. They have no natural bond and they're so afraid to like even slightly let, you know, a hair fall out of place in front of each other because they'll all attack for it. It's mm -hmm. so uncomfortable to watch because they're all so rigid. And I believe, you know, Brandy, tweeted or posted something about how they don't drink and they're really like like not hanging out in a way that's organic because they don't want the other people to see them let loose. I they never get drunk and that's why New York is so fun because they're yeah. always drunk and you're watching Beverly Hills and you're like why is nobody drinking? Like people drink when they go out. Like not everyone, there's people who don't drink but on Housewives most of the time we're used to seeing Housewives drink. I mean, both think about the fact that, you know, it is real housewives of Beverly Hills after all. I mean, if you think of anyone you've ever met from Los Angeles, have they really been anything other than fake? So it's kind of like, you know, where they're, they're a product of their environment. In New York, it's a mess. But I do feel like New York is so much funnier but also like okay. the women are more clever and they're quick-witted even when they're totally sauced. 
So it's really fun to watch them because it's a comedy show. It's like watching one of the kind of, to me, like award-winning comedy shows. And when you watch Beverly Hills, it's just people who take themselves and their craft way too seriously. <laughs> and I started, like, I don't watch this show <laughs> to watch you guys come up with like a plot line, like let life be a plot line. <laughs> it's not too serious. That's exactly it, is that they take themselves way too seriously. Way too seriously. But I think um let's get into the preview. What did you think about the first one? Let's let's hear. What so, did I think about what did Dina think? She's gonna start. Yeah, let's let Dina start us off. My favorite thing was Dorit's outfit. And I really love Carcel's. I oh my god, Carcel's blazer. But Dorit's outfit was amazing. And you didn't like Garcelle's, right? It's not that I didn't like it. I just I don't like yellow feathers on anybody. I have a thing against, like, I really don't like feathers unless they're white or black in most of the time. Interesting. I'm kind of a pro-feathered all-color kind of girl. Yeah, I like feathers in all colors. And personally, I thought she rocked the big bird look. And I was really, <laughs> with, the, with the hair piece and just her natural kind of cheekbone work, I really felt oh, like... Oh, her makeup yeah. looked really good. Yeah. I really... I she was, just gives good Her face. rings. I, I just... I was really feeling her vibes. I like that she gave a shout out to Asa from Shaw's. Just because it was nice. It felt like here we are in this little Bravo. She also threw shade at Kyle. Yeah, Dina. Yeah, it was a shade at Kyle. I know, but I also like that it was keeping us all within the universe. Like only someone who is really watching these shows across kind of got all the layers of shade in it. And I appreciated that because Garcelle does not give a fuck. Like I love that about her. She like in part three comes up with like a bad excuse about something and everyone's kind of trying to call her out and she's like i'm sticking to it yeah, I, I love her yeah yeah this makes me so happy and i love in part one from the beginning she like just was not letting anyone ruffle her feathers no pun intended actually totally pun intended i know garcelle and kyle that whole little Gar no but kyle was dodgy. so dodgy the charity this or whatever I don't know how to describe it but trying to say that she didn't pay the 5,000 that she said to charity was so nasty because I don't think $5,000 is going to make or break her bank that she's like oh I, I was only doing this for the show like no way it was just so why didn't she call her at any point after the charity during filming or not and say hey they haven't been able to get this money from you can you make like sort that because Kyle's mean. And she's yeah. I and don't she's forget how people mean. think she's nice. I thought she's mean for so long, and I feel like so many people think she's likable. Well, in part one, when she kept, um, she started off part one, and what was what did she start off with? Um, attacking Garcelle. She will yeah, in, in the beginning. Wasn't she? The first thing that happens is the Garcelle package. Yeah, Garcelle in the beginning. And then she just keeps going, kind of, and Andy almost, like, has to, like, stop her and be like, okay, it's not the Kyle show. It's not all about Kyle. She's just, I don't know. She thinks it's, she, she thinks she owns the show because at this point, she's the only OG on Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. So but she thinks I, that she owns the show. I think she does, and I feel like somebody around her, just like somebody has told her that she dresses and does her hair well, somebody has given her the impression that she is, like, the queen. But I, I think... They all did, though. Yeah, they, I feel like last reunion, last year's reunion, sorry, everyone was kind of almost, like, kissing her hand and acting as if she is the queen bee. So then she was definitely... Oh, like inflated by it. You see it so much. Well, I think, yeah, at this reunion, you can see because every time even Andy was asking her, one of the girls was kind of saying about how Kyle was in the wrong. I thought it was amazing how Kyle would turn it around and basically say, you know, you're the one that hurt me. Like for Dorit, she was so mean to Dorit about her fashion and making all these very mean backhanded comments just about Dorit in general. And then Kyle in the reunion, and Andy even lets this happen, basically says, Dorit, you tried to tarnish my brand. 
like what brand your own your own actions try to tarnish your own brand like you can't show up to your own fashion show and not know the fashion in the show and by the way did anyone notice her eyebrows were not even I noticed everything about her. She just, her hair, it looked like she had the, with the bump it. It was no, just, why? it looked like a bump it. It was just not. And the dress, she looked like she should be in like a vampire movie. No, I thought she looked like a poor man's dynasty star. Like an extra. Yeah, she looked very 90s, like, poor, like but, but like wannabe, not good 90s. Yeah, like, that's good. Yeah. She looked like it, an extra. She did not look like a like star. prom almost, like, like a prom dress with prom hair. Yeah. In the nine, it was not good. No. Dorit was definitely my favorite with her hair and her snake, like you know her. Yeah. The chainmail dress. Chain dress. <clears throat> oh, and then the Gucci with the Gucci ice cubes. I was like, oh yeah. You are winning. She is, and she and PK are very cute. I think. I like them. I like them. <laughs> I'm not saying physically, now that she's had all the work done, they match. I'm just saying that their dynamic is cute. They are. And their kids are really cute. Mm -hmm. I think their kids are adorable. I do agree with that. Besides the Garcelle stuff, and then later when they got into Denise and trying to kind of rehash out, re-go over everything again about Denise and the barbecue, because this season was essentially separated into two arguments with Denise. Yeah, the barbecue. Yeah, the barbecue argument, and, and the like brandy. the Aaron stuff that kind of fell off of it, and then the Brandy stuff. Mm. And so I felt like, the first and part of the second of the reunion was really just trying to focus on Denise and if she's a hypocrite and all these stuff. And I just kept thinking to myself, especially today, because I watched some of the unseen footage where they were showing her daughter, who um, apparently was trying to go to like a chili cook-off in a crop top and they were arguing and she said that she caught her daughter or Erin caught their daughter, their younger daughter, trying to leave the house and it actually like filmed what they did and they had wrapped like blankets around towels in the shape of people and tried to go out the house and when she did when they caught the daughter she's like well you did this when you were young you did way worse you told us and denise basically was kind of like i felt like i didn't have a leg to stand on and i think like that's the type of stuff that made denise want to change the narrative about how much she was exposing her daughter to this season and as a parent you're allowed to do that you're allowed to make a call and then decide like your boundaries are different so it felt very weak to make an entire season as if she was trying to parent shame them because she didn't want to you know have any sort of weird open sexual conversation with her child when they're like tweens no. Well, you felt that way a lot mm -hmm. about the first argument. Um, yeah, about the way that they acted at the barbecue, of course. I mean, it's it was inappropriate because, I mean, you're 100% correct. All Denise really wanted to do was have some separation between really her television life and the life she has with her kids. And I guess they really couldn't understand that. No, I thought, yeah, I feel like it was just very weird. Like, I think what you had said earlier, if they didn't have this following, they wouldn't have had a, a season. Because I feel in real life, no one would care or make this big of a deal about it. But I did also think that Denise has given us some moments that are pure joy. Like in this reunion, she looks so stoned the first half of it or dropped. <laughs> Her eyes were so bloodshot. That I couldn't even like certain moment when she was answering and they would be like, you know, Denise, you said this. And they would show it on the screen and then Denise would be like, who said that? No, Me? that's in the second part. <laughs> like, I loved in the second part of the reunion when that happened. It was like when she, they literally showed the package and the whole time she's on her phone playing with it. And then she's like, who said I said that, Brandy? And she's they're, they're all like, you, you, you literally were just on screen. <laughs> 
But there was one thing with um, the first reunion I did think was strange. Do you guys remember when Lisa Rinna was trying to say Denise liked to comment that accused Rinna of being a racist? Yeah. That yeah. was so weird. That whole thing was so bizarre. I did not understand. Like, it was a chain. So they're assuming that Denise, who doesn't even, by the way, pay attention when a package with her is on, actually read through all the different messages and liked it. Like, she was liking one part at the top. And it felt like, again, it was just an extension of the season. Like, what? why is Denise like the devil to you people? I think Lisa yeah. over her. I think Lisa Rinna is a little drunk on her own power. And I think a little threatened by Denise Richards being Denise Richards. But I don't think she likes Garcelle that much either, because even when um, when the whole um, Kyle and Garcelle thing was going on, she did a tweet where she said, oh, I'm sorry, not tweet, she did it on her story, where she's like, I paid it right on time, and, I, and it was lovely, and everyone I know paid it that night, and I was like, oh, Lisa. Yeah, she's she's just like yeah. She's she. I like Rena a lot because she's the only fun that we have on Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, she's kind of very high school mentality and like just mean girl, and it's mm -hmm. not very becoming. But I really think that Rena is actually okay. What we see from Rena is her is like the most fun, but in fact, I think she's the least fun because I think even. Her fun is fake. It's like for the camera fun. Like, let me be kooky for the camera. You know, everyone likes yeah. when I do this, all this stuff. Like I was saying on a different podcast, I had this realization about Rinna because she was showing us all those gorgeous wigs on her and she looked amazing. And it, I realized the reason she only shows us the ugly hair is because that makes <laughs> yeah. her more, but that makes her more recognizable. So she'll put on the wigs when filming to get people used to seeing her with different hair, but her like go-to hair is always going to be that other one because it's like her haircut. She's afraid to even change her hair. So there's nothing fun and kooky about her. And everything she says and does is to get herself more airtime. I mean, she said, I don't remember if it was at one of the parts of the reunions where she said like Rena is like kind of a character that she plays or something. Yes. In the show. I and did she's, that's, what, that's who Rena is, is like a character. And so she did say that. She like even admitted it in a way. She did say, and then she said when the fans were getting really mad at them that it's just a show and they need to get over it and they can't take things so seriously. But I go back and forth because she just seems so mean at the reunion and so like going in and being a bully that I just, I can't understand it that so much about a show, especially, I know we've said this in the past, but especially with Lisa and Erica, who are the two most private people, we know nothing, nothing. about them, really. Like, for them to be the ones that are seem especially mad at Denise about this, because Kyle's always fake crying, and Teddy's always just about trying to make it all about the accountability, but Lisa and Erica seem, like, mad. Like, Erica at the reunion looked like she like wanted to like spit on. Um, she looked like an angry baby mean, doll from the 1920s. But my favorite game at the <laughs> reunion was watching Erica's eyes. Where were they? Did Mrs. you Girardi was not having it. What? I said Mrs. Girardi was not having it. No, no. But I also think she didn't have the camera right. Cause I, I, have you ever noticed she never really was staring at the camera. She's always looking like up. Uh, yeah. I think that was on purpose, though, because it did make her eyes really pop. She looked beautiful. <laughs> I take her seriously. I was like, where are you looking? Look here. Eye contact. Eye yeah. Contact, eye contact. Yeah. She was, she was okay. She just would kind of jump on Rena's bandwagon and go along with it when she felt like it and then be quiet. I felt I Erica. Was kind of like on her way out. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what did you I feel like Erica's getting bored with it. Yeah. She seems very over it at all times. And I feel like now that she's kind of got to that level where she's kind of still riding, I guess, the high of being on Broadway, that maybe she's thinking that it's kind of beneath her at this point. But, do, but she's coming back. I thought she wasn't going to come back. I was hoping even. 
And she is. If she's coming back, she has got to give more. But honestly, so does Kyle. Except for like randomly showing Mauricio high and counting that as like showing their life. They have not shown anything of Kyle's life, actually. All they show on Beverly Hills is them like out at dinner and like at each other's houses. It's not, I don't know, it's like it used to be so much more intimate. Like it used to be about friendships and like the, and I don't know that the reason that the drama lasts so long in Beverly Hills is like you've been saying is because they don't have a storyline and so they just have to make it last. But in other like season or other cities of the show, it's the drama goes away pretty quickly because they're real friends as people make up and they go on and it goes back and forth because they're friends and it's like they don't have to carry on this one thing that one person said forever and ever. No, I but I'm ready for some new blood. I really do think like um, with Garcelle and Sun, I felt like they both brought it, especially Sun to the reunion. I really am excited to have her back. I was not excited I about that dress. Sutton. I really was a fan of Sutton. I like Sun too. I did not like that Pamela Roland dress. No. no it didn't do anything for her season. But I do think that Sutton, this reunion, really like made some great one-liners. She had some great points. There were a lot of moments where I felt like Sutton and her kind of dry sense of humor really got a chance to shine. She did, for sure. I think that there was more to this reunion that was like interesting in terms of the very current social media response than anything that happened on the entire season. Like this Twitter war between Camille Brandy and Kyle was far more interesting to me than the entire season of Housewives. Yeah. <laughs> and that I hope we dig more into. <laughs> but in the second episode of the reunion, I did enjoy Kyle trying to get out of calling Denise a ragamuffin by saying it was a, not a bad word or like almost a compliment. It's something we used to do. something we used to say. Like it's not a diss. Like Kyle is so eager to come across as like such an innocent. Like, oh no, it's fine. My mom used to call me a ragamuffin. I was like, not when she was complimenting you. Mm -hmm, exactly. A ragamuffin. You cannot glorify a ragamuffin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone could, but that's what I loved about Kyle this reunion. No matter what, she was like not answering anything and able to just switch it every single time. No, I felt like she had something when put in like some sort of recorder device in her and she just kept on going, you have to be open and honest. You just have to be open and honest, like on repeat. But I did like that Andy kind of called her out, which I felt like was sort of calling all the other women minus Garcella out when he was like, if this is Denise's truth, that yes. this is what happened, then you guys have to kind of accept it. And Kyle looks so shocked, like, what do you mean? But that's when she said, again, yeah, because he says, how can you move forward, Kyle? This is her truth. And Kyle goes, I really want to move um, forward as long as she's just open and honest. I was like, you've said nothing, nothing. They won't accept that it's that it's her truth. They won't accept it. Because, I mean, I do think, like, whether or not it is true, even though I'm on Denise's side, is probably it a little bit of some truth in there. I bet. I'm I bet. Sure. But is it a season for us to hear about? I feel like this could have been a five-second clip. Something we had in a pastime. Well, speaking of five-second clips, I did laugh really hard when they did the clip, like the package for Teddy, and it was all stuff that wasn't actually shown on the show. <laughs> was it? They showed her announcing her baby, announcing that what sex it was, and all this stuff, none of it was part of the season. They literally showed like seconds of her on every episode because she's so dull that and she was cut out of um secrets revealed yeah exactly because she was fired before it aired so she wasn't in secrets revealed at all 
I was happy though with that. I have to finish. I just watched a bit of Secrets Reveal. I have to finish it. But I've heard it's like a good one. I like the producer yelling at Denise. Wait, what did you say? I thought it was lackluster except the producer yelling at Denise. (laughs) We're not going to air it! (laughs) Do your job, basically. Like, you have to do your job. (laughs) I love that. That was so great. That, That entire scene, I felt like it was... A big mistake, huge, to quote Vivian from Pretty Woman, that they <laughs> did not air that on the show. That would have been interesting to watch. Like, not yeah. like side piece at the end of the season. It was so fun to watch. I enjoyed every second of it. It was good. Yeah. It was good. And I felt like it gave a little more context to the women's actual frustration that they felt. Because they kept saying, like, Denise is trying to produce the show. She's trying to edit things for herself. But like we hadn't really seen it. What we'd seen is them not letting go of something and Denise getting flustered because they were just on and on about it. And in this case, you kind of did see Denise sort of using production techniques to create something. But I feel like if they're going to show Denise doing it, they should have shown other women doing it too. I'm sure they have clips of it. That should be be a whole season is the unaired footage. That's probably the most interesting stuff. There's that meme about like how much would we have to pay WikiLeaks for all of the unseen housewives footage. (laughs) Honestly, start a GoFundMe for like accounts just to like get producers to give us just all the unseen footage. I want to be the person, you know, with, you know, looking for that needle in the haystack because I don't think they found. But I also felt like it was very strange in the second episode because to me, the second part of the reunion was the bulk of like, yeah, like when they started everything. But when the Brandy stuff came up with, yeah. Because that's when Lisa was starting to get upset. Lisa was so, that's when I saw Lisa Lisa's being angry. angry. Yeah, but Lisa <laughs> was being, ooh, angry. She was. Lisa's eyes, every time Denise spoke, and when, I don't know if this is in part one or two, I'm going to, I'm sorry, two or three, I'm going to kind of merge them. But when Lisa said she should have never had, three. sorry, um, Denise come on the show, just seemed like she had all this, like, like venom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think that how Denise keeps saying the text with Rena, I think that something happened off camera that we don't know about because Rena was really angry. Well, I think Rena was really, well, one, Rena played like she was very hurt when she was like pseudo manipulated by Denise, like where Denise was like, oh, you should have been my friend and been there for me and kind of stuck up for me when she, and she wasn't. And then that's when Rena kind of turned on the waterworks and made everyone feel bad for her and how, you know, she's like, I'm, I was manipulated. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry. And then, you know, she got her feelings hurt because obviously she was being manipulated and then she turned on Denise. And that's where it's all like this like, crazy kind of like very pointed anger is coming from. But at the same time, she's also been very quick to jump in the bandwagon anytime someone has been pointed out at any point in the show this season. No, I agree. I do feel like she has more to, like, I do think she's playing a role. Like, I feel Kyle and Teddy and a little, and and kind of Lisa as well are, are somewhat behind all of this. Oh, no, I 100% think they are. Yeah. Because Rinna's entire, oh, pardon. Because Rinna's, entire argument this season is that even if it happens off camera in in the assumption of privacy that you are allowed to bring it on camera if it involves any of the except women except right? her text messages except her text message except her husband except like lisa's allowed to have these boundaries you can't make an entire season's plot line that denise's text private supposedly you know real text messages between someone who's not even on the cast and her are allowed to be shown but those can't be shown. And I think what happened in my theory in my head is that Denise told Rena what text messages she would show. And Rena was like angry, angry, angry after that. You think before the reunion? Yeah, I think before they went on the reunion because she had already said stuff like that to Lisa in the past. 
And I think like before the reunion, she's like, if you read those messages, if you keep going at me, if they force me to show those messages, I will show them the messages where you said this to me and this and this and this. Yeah, yeah I could yeah, see that. It happened. Yeah. Maybe it's like talking about Harry Hamlet. Yeah, something, something happened. I just need to know about her and Harry. I mean, did... I don't know. I mean, he used to be very handsome, but now he almost looks unhealthy. He does. He kind his of looks cherry lately. He looks like he's lost his chin. Like it's a weak chin. It's kind of merged into the. He body. looks very, very tiny. Yeah. Very, I don't know. He used to be so handsome, so it is kind of sad. It is sad, and I keep wondering, what are you doing in Canada, Harry? What's mm -hmm. going on there? I feel like that he like goes and leads. Ooh, like a hippie cult. Yeah, I could see him being a cult leader. He has that vibe to me. Okay, you guys, we'll investigate this. We should come back to this. If this ever comes out, you yeah. I would like to hire yeah. some. Wait, what did you say, though? I can't. Oh, no, I just, <clears throat> I just said you're totally right. Like, you heard it here first, if it ever comes out, because he has something strange about him. The episode, like, last season, when he was on with Amelia and them outside, and I know that she had or has the eating disorder and all, and he was trying to, like, have her eat, but he was just kind of scary, like, kind of spooky in an odd way. I agree. He is kind of scary. Maybe because I also watch him on shows that are, like, Mad Men or Shameless, so they're also very dark textured mm. shows. I think, hmm, Harry, who are you? What's your story? No, but he has one of those, like, energies where it's like the outside seems very calm and collected and inside there's like a raging screaming like violent side yes that's what i get dun dun well i really <laughs> hope that maybe next season the season after brandy's gonna come and she's gonna let us know what's happening in harry um and lisa's life but after the reunion on watch what happens live brandy was on and she thought she was getting like a one-on-one -on -one to rebuttal everything and then they had someone else on they had ziwe the commentary um she's like a bravo kind of commentator on and she was full glam in a reunion outfit it Did was you guys see it? sad to watch no, I have to look. She's in like silver sequined lamb and she clearly thought she was getting her one-on-one -on -one, and whenever they told her, she already had the dress. Like she bought that dress, she was going to wear it anyway. But you could also see that Z-Way did not care for Brandy. Mm -hmm. So it's the funniest thing to watch because when Brandy's answering stuff, Z-Way's like, oh, that's one way to do it, okay. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to watch it. But Andy's going to be on Brandy's podcast, and she says you can ask him anything you want. She was tweeting about it. Yeah. people to tweet her questions. I know, I was trying to come up with a good question for Andy, and I just wanted it to be like, why won't you show us the real footage? Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, why are you spending so much on production? Cut that, cut that job yeah, out. I think that Andy's smart and he's thinking long term and he has to keep us on a on a on a line. He's such a brilliant man. He is, but I really yeah. do like I, I love his books and I love all his stuff and I feel like he gets insight to obviously these characters and people that we all feel so emotional about, but they don't give us anything anymore. Like when the show started and all these little franchises started. From the beginning, you got like a lot, and then over time, you sort of got less and less. But now, even with the newer like branches, like Dallas, and um, we'll see with uh, what's it called? Oh, Utah, Salt Lake City, and yeah, Salt Lake City, wherever. Like all these new ones, at least the ones that they've seen, the newer ones, a lot of them aren't giving us that much. And then we finally got something wonderful in Potomac because they just don't know how to be fake. And I feel like they should be looking for more Potomacs. Like we mean those places where they aren't even, they're like, don't even have the energy to be putting on the show. They're there to come, to be themselves and they play the game perfectly as themselves. I think that's like kind of going back to one thing that was mentioned earlier about like New York in comparison to Beverly Hills. I think that's the big thing. Like if you, like for me, like I never, watched a different season of The Real Housewives aside from Beverly Hills for like a really long period of time. So I assume that all The Real Housewives of, of you know, of each different city 
was very similar to Beverly Hills. When in fact, you know, New York is like, to me, like the epitome of kind of the Real Housewives because they really are all very close friends. And even when they kind of shuffle in the random person who's like a friend of the cast or what whatnot, they're still kind of a close part of the cast. It's never like a random person that you've never heard of. No, I agree. The only thing I think this season with Leah is the first time they kind of did yeah. go with somebody because I know she was recommended by Bethany. And yeah. I recommended a few other people, only three. He said 30. Yeah, and then it turned out, no, it was eight. That's what it was. She recommended eight people in total, not 30, and she checked him on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, I have to watch the Watch What Happens Live. Brandy, not Brandy, um, Bethany told Andy he had his facts wrong. I feel like, on the article, Craig, I feel like Leah, though, even though she was, I heard, I thought she was Tinsley's friend, but anyway, regardless, even when Tinsley left for Chicago, I feel like she still had a bond with Luann and like Ramona, the whole motherly thing. So like that she like still belongs in a way. She fit in almost too well to me. Like I like my stranger strange. I like people to come in and feel awkward and be uncomfortable and take their time to blend. And I did not feel like that's what we got from Leah. Like I felt like she was someone I already knew and I didn't like that. I, I want her to warm up. I don't like her coming in so She often. has an arrogance that I feel like isn't deserved yet. Like she, oh. when somebody said that she was coming back, she, and like they were like, oh, like good you're coming back when it was confirmed. And she goes, she had like a comment like, yeah, my work isn't done. What does she mean her work isn't done? Leah, what are you doing? She's just, uh, she just likes to talk her I, know, I feel like she thinks she's doing the good work of the people. Yeah, I definitely think she thinks that she's like real and downtown and like has her finger on the pulse or whatever the expression is. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't sit there in like your position and pretend like you're, you know, a, you know, she's not a trans setter she's not a trend like she's not on the streets you know what i mean like there's no word on her street <laughs> there's a doorman probably you know what i mean like let the porter send you up to your flat that might not be as glamorous as theirs but it's still a lot nicer than a lot of people like she's not yeah and her crowd seemed very pretentious to me I, I didn't care. Sonia enjoyed them, but I don't know if they're there yet, so I don't want to ruin that for you. Oh my God, have I got watching? But we, I was so behind. We're in Mexico. We're all <laughs> yeah, we're in Mexico. Yeah, so you have you have a bit to go, but you guys are gonna have a fun wild. Ramona poop in her robe. Oh yeah, you guys have gone to that. How awful was Dorinda when she was going after Ramona when Ramona sent that text and she was like in her face doing that, like Dorinda flipped on Luann for telling her what Ramona said was the most delusional scene I've ever seen. And the fact that she, Dorinda on Watch What Happens Live stood by that was incredible to me. Dorinda is not, Dorinda can't be wrong. She's in, she can yeah. never, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and not even in like a good way like Bethany like I loved when I Heather love told Bethany she's a know-it-all and Bethany just quickly responds like maybe I know it all so I love Bethany oh my god but Bethany shocked me on watch what happens live when she said that she's still married yeah. I thought they got divorced like a year ago wait I thought they were divorced like they're still married I think like getting him to close that because he probably gets paid a lot more every time he creates his delay. Mm -hmm. so he wants that Jim Beam money. They were so cute on the yeah. show. I mean, I knew they weren't going to make it, but I also believed in them. No, I knew they weren't going to make it too. Not just because we watched it seven years later, yeah. but also because their dynamic was very full of kind of holes where they like had basic major issues but at the same time I watched to me a guy 
lose his like masculinity and then resent the woman for being able to be successful and strong in a way he was unable and that is weak See, have you guys ever seen bethany never after or uh, ever after <laughs> that was the older show right when she got married the first time the yeah. only time yeah the only wait so she's still married to that guy yeah, jason hoppy you guys one day take your time and watch that season. it's no, such I've watched that show i've watched the show a long time ago when i was younger with my mom because i always grew up watching housewives with my mother but how are they still married oh well have you watched the real housewives in new york ever <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I thought that they got divorced like forever ago. I thought they did two years they, ago. She no, made it. So I thought in the news, like, because I remember I watched that show. They were together, whatever. They had the whole thing a few seasons ago. Like, how? Because he's been refusing to sign. Like, he destroyed the property that they owned. That. Actually, she owned, but he had a right to live in as her husband. He, like, created all this custody for, al not, what's the thing? Not alimony, child support. For child support, oh, and then for alimony. See, I thought that they were, that they were, like, I knew they split up a couple years ago, but I thought that it was legal that they were done. That's too bad. Sad for her. It is sad for her. It was especially sad because and, um, Andy asked, her if she's gonna get married to her new boyfriend they've been together and super happy and she's like well i'm still married and it was really sad watching Andy but in my in my head it made me realize some things one she's coming back to the housewife for sure she didn't say no yeah, yeah. she's gonna come back right with her no i think she's gonna come back this season after if they don't have a good season yeah i think it's gonna be next season i mean I've heard that a lot of people think Jordan is taking a time out. I think that they might surprise us and she and Bethany might just come back or it'll be the season after one or the other. I heard from Danny Pellegrino, who I trust very much as a resource, <laughs> um, from the podcast, Everything Iconic, my favorite podcast besides this one. Um, and he said that Bethany on Watch What Happens Live was talking about how Dorinda has all these opportunities that are coming her way now that she's left the show and it's going to be good for her. Well, then he said the opportunity she got is with Bethany. Bethany signed her on to do stuff. Oh! So Dorinda's not going anywhere because what good's going to happen to Dorinda? But the show might grow out of her. If they bring on the right new people and bringing her back would change things for the worse, they're not going to bring her back. And I personally am really rude for that. I mean, with how she's acted this season, I'm okay with it. She needs a little time out. No, she, I, she needs to be shoved into a different dimension. No, I, I have a, a love-hate relationship right now with Dorinda because I did really love her and this season she did not act, which I think is appropriate. But I think we should come back to this when you guys have finished. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's do okay, that too instead of doing this one on it <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go to the third and final part where you know still not so much happened except i did like when denise walked off but she came back but it was still exciting that she at least did walk off yeah i, I love that, that she had her papers in her hand yes yeah such her a papers her like cup like her phone she was like, scrambling She's playing with her phone the whole time. She's got her bold and the beautiful script in her hand. She's like walking off and is like, I have lines to learn. Like, I just loved everything that was the hot mess that is Denise. I felt like we saw her skirt at one point. I felt like a lot happened. I definitely do not think she was sober. No, but I do. I don't think she was sober. I do think on this episode, though, this is when her face looked less like stoned or drunk and more like But this sad. is this is the episode where she said, when did I say that? Did Brandy tell you I said oh, that? And everyone you said that, Denise. You said that. So she was definitely still buzzed. And her makeup just at this point looked like she'd been running a marathon. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I have a question for you guys, because you guys are boys. What do you think of Aaron? Do you think he was really like kind of being, I don't know, mansplaining, mansplaining and being condescending to them? Because 
I happen to have not taken it the way the women on the show did, and I'm interested to hear a different perspective. What do you think? I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in like not getting involved in like the in kind of or in between the friendship of like my significant other and their friends. Like it never ends well, plain and simple. Like we saw it roll out literally on the show where it did nothing more than just really cause a rift between the girls and Aaron and even more Denise. And it, obviously Aaron's never gonna be able to regain their respect again or the least a level of respect they had for him again because he technically was kind of mansplaining to them. And, you know, I definitely, I definitely think that he was out of line, at least in the approach that he had and kind of, I think his intentions were, were well, obviously, but he definitely didn't approach it in the right way. Do you think that if you instead replaced the words friends with coworkers, you would feel the same way? Hmm. <laughs> because I don't think they're friends. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you, I mean, you're 100% right. I I actually, that's, I mean, it's a very good point. And we've kind of said it a couple times. It's, they're, none of them are really friends. Yeah. I think it's, you're, I think it's 100% all coworkers. And they're, you know, but the problem is, is that they are coworkers that are trying to, like you said, produce themselves in a way that, shows them in a good light on the camera, but at the same time still has good television. You know, Denise, as much as, you know, people may, you know, like her, hate her, whatnot, she she came onto the show and she did what she was paid to do. She caused drama. And, you know, she did it over the course of two whole seasons. I mean, people were getting to know her last season and didn't like her because of the fact that she technically couldn't keep up with the housewives. And then this season, it gets flipped and pretty much Denise was the, the, the spotlight of the entire season. So yeah. it's very interesting that, you know, how it all played out for her. But at least, you know, we got our money's worth. Probably <laughs> <laughs> oh, got their million dollars worth. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think because the show is about, like, people pretending to be friends, it can be confusing to know like your role, but then there's someone like PK who was <laughs> involved when he shouldn't by your standards, but now he's like super close and bonded to Erica, who was who he was having moments with because, you know, he did come on the reunion and they bonded. And but Aaron didn't come on the reunion. I actually think why PK and um, Erica also bonded was because outside of the show that Dorit and Erica actually became friends. So I don't, I think like when these people actually make friendships, it works for the show, obviously, but like in terms of this context, I don't believe ever in any world that these glamour pusses are hanging out with the ragamuffin Denise Richards. But didn't no. you So Erin was defending his women against bullies at her co-work, like at her work. But I yeah. thought it was um, so weird when Erica and Lisa were saying Aaron should be at the reunion, but at the same time, Erica's argument is that Aaron shouldn't be arguing or talking to the ladies. And I was wondering how how he could have handled that at the reunion then with that kind of guidelines. But I did love- No matter what she does, if Aaron was there, if he wasn't there, if Denise <laughs> says she slept with Brandy, that she didn't sleep with Brandy, no matter what Denise says, they won't be happy with her. Yeah. So, Denise is at a point where, there, where she is just such a target and a punching bag and a ragamuffin doll to them that they just want to beat, beat her up. And so if Aaron's there, if he's not there regardless, they're going to not be happy. I agree. But I did love when Erica was trying to like be angry with Aaron and was saying how you know, that there are six, like he shouldn't be afraid because there's six women, not six Mike Tysons. And then she's like, please. And she says, please, so funny. And I, that was like the highlight of the whole episode for me. I'm not even going to lie or rewind it. She <laughs> <laughs> was my favorite part of the whole episode, which I think was even on part one, when Sutton says like, was Teddy going to let become between them? 
her what her disdain oh, yeah. yeah her her small her small her, her, her disdain, small her disdain. small disdain for teddy's wardrobe <laughs> yeah i think that's when i thought to myself i'm gonna look forward to sun next season that was the best yeah. thing ever yeah yeah i really did love it Did Bravo decide after seeing the season that they were gonna let this come out? Well, they cut it though. They cut half, not half, but probably a third of the season away because typically a season is 24 episodes and they only went to 18 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and Bravo was like, we can't go on with this anymore. It's not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think they should have just made it about the producers and the, the girls? That would have been amazing. I would watch an entire documentary, like the behind the scenes of making The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh my God, that would be amazing. I was like, okay, I think they should do Real Housewives of production. And then, like, that, that, that. Then, the whole entire thing is the one of the cities, many cities, doesn't even matter to me, but like the producer's perspective. 24 episodes, and then each season could be a different city. I and then a reunion with those producers. And Andrew. <laughs> Beverly Hills was hard, but I think we did it. Well, I mean, I think the show beat the horse enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like Sutton said best, let the mouse go. Let the mouse go was the highlight of this season for sure. That was amazing. I agree. Let that mouse go. That and having disdain for someone's clothes. That. <laughs> I just like the fact that she a small said, disdain. Yeah, small disdain. I just like the fact that she called the back of her neck a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, never... the whole history with that. This activist was on another podcast I listened to, and she was really. Yeah off on it and was mad at Garcelle. Not at Sutton for saying it, but Garcelle for allowing her to say it. And I was like, okay, that feels a little extra. I mean, like, I understand kind of because it's, I mean, I understand like what she means. Like it's technically like you're culturally appropriating something. Like it's something that is kind of not really, and it's not really something I've obviously they probably don't have a lot of passion behind it. Yeah. But it's, you know, part of the black community and their culture. And it's like, you know, it's, a term that they coined and it's something that they obviously you know should get recognition for and i think that with sutton just saying it it was very interesting to hear a person like her saying something that just so kind of from out of nowhere yeah low-key everything we say is probably appropriated from black culture so like in that way do we like are we gonna asterisk like everything we say because there's so many terms that are taken out of like the culture that i feel like her using a phrase it wasn't like a negative phrase it was just like a fun way of saying yeah i I mean i i definitely was like hell yeah i i really never related to anything more than what she said (laughs) don't upset me. This is a time where we need something and that's <laughs> that thing. Exactly. It's like you have long hair. It's hitting the back of your neck. I know exactly how that feels. And it's hot like a kitchen. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad Sutton's coming back. I feel like when we get more of her, and it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. I think Garcelle's going to bring so much next season. Including maybe a person. I feel like whoever they're asking to find, like, that missing person they're going to add in, it's going to come through Garcelle. I just have a feeling. I like that. And I hope it's Ali Larder, but I'm open to other people. I have a feeling they're going to bring in a, a younger cast member. They might, but I've also heard Kathy might be joining. Kathy. a friend of. And I heard, um, oh, ooh, Brody Jenner's mother. <gasps> no, I can't look at that face for an entire time. No, his, <laughs> the actual mother. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> a few times. She was married to David Foster as well. Oh. Resnick on. Mm-hmm. She knows how to stir shit They up. doesn't want to be full on. But I want her to be on. I wish they cared a little bit more about my feelings. Yeah, she's not there yet. They would be fun. They would be fun. Because A, she's really friends with Kyle. B, she does not know how to not give her opinion. And C, 
she doesn't actually like any of the women. So yeah. it will be so nice to see her kind of get in it. Well, hopefully <laughs> next season we can see. Well, we want to thank you both so much for yes, being on this Yes, thank you for joining episode. us. This was such a pleasure. We yeah. have to do this again with New York, so catch up, please. Yes, we'll catch up indefinitely because that is where the fun is at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that season just has so much to really just deep and dig down with. Yeah. And think about how long this is. It'll be longer with New York, but more fun. <laughs> more fun. Alrighty, thank you for having us. Before we let you guys go, please let everyone know where they can follow you and stalk you like we did. I'm just at Julian Briette on Instagram. That's really all I use, just Instagram. <laughs> and the same, I am on Instagram at Palm Beach James. I love it. And Instagram, there's so much there for them to, for you to see of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you guys again. Thank you. Bye.